Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As Hyder would say, the Bobster and the Vin Man. I like our guys. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Featured artist Friday, it's Usher. Who played Sugar Ray Leonard in that uh, Roberta Duran biopic? Oh yeah, yeah. And Robert De Niro played Ray Arcel. I didn't see the movie because I saw it in real life. We're not here to make it about me though. John Means throwing down in uh, Sarasota, even though he's not going to start the season in Baltimore. He does have a baseball in his hand and he's throwing it sixty feet six inches towards a catcher, which is a good sign. No sign of Bradish. We'll get in all of that. As the show rolls on, Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Noel McGraw, other side of the glass, the talks Ravens, Baltimore Banner. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He is Jonas Schaefer. Jonas, good morning. Morning, fellas. How's it going? Good. Doing all right. Now, uh, let's get some of these dates that are going to be important to the offseason of all NFL teams, and we'll concentrate, obviously, on Baltimore. February 20th, starting at 4, you can start designating fra- uh, franchise and transition players. You have up into the 5th. So uh, what sort of activity do you see happening at the Castle starting February 20th, if any? I mean, even even sooner than that, you know, February nineteenth is the is the deadline for the the guys uh, and their void years. You know, you've got Geno Stone, you've got Rocky Seen, you've got Gus Edwards, you've got Nelson Aguilar, and probably most importantly, you've got Kevin Zeiler. You know, if the Ravens want to get a deal with him done, um, and they don't want a like four point three million dollar cap hit uh, because of the acceleration of this prorated money to hit their cap and they've got to get a deal with him done by I believe 4 p.m. on Monday. So, um, you know, you don't want to be stuck paying him twice. If you want to extend him, you want to get that done now. But obviously the, uh, the problem is uh, he, his agents and his people may want him to, to test his value on the open market, or uh, they just may want to, to wait to wait this out, which would obviously be a, a double dagger for, for the Ravens. So that's something to, to watch out for. Obviously, like you said, the, the franchise tag window I think we all know how that's going to end with Justin Matabike unless they are able to, to work a deal with him long-term. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anything could happen over these over these next couple of days just to make things a little bit more palatable salary cap-wise. Jonas, I don't see any defensive player doing anything. I think they're all going to wait. You got, you got 
defense you got too many defensive coordinators defensive guys that were here last year that are on other teams and Joe Hortiz there's no like a Geno Stone be dumb for Geno Stone to do anything if I'm him I'm waiting and you don't think his oh, agents yeah. have already been you know talked to of course yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean the, the the only guy that the, the Ravens have any control over is is, is BK yeah. if they exercise that franchise tag but you know if I'm Kyle Van Noy, if I'm Debian Clowney, I, I want to see what the what the market out there is saying for me. I mean, especially someone like Clowney. You know, it, it wasn't a lot of cheap fact that he racked up. In fact, he probably should have had more. You know, he, he should, well finished top five, top ten in pass rush win rate if you're looking at ESPN and uh, looking like just a, a totally new man after uh, the the kind of husk of a prospect I thought he was coming into the year, considering just what he put on tape in Cleveland in, in 2022. So. Uh, I agree with you there, Benjamin. There, there's no real reason for, for any of these guys to, to rush the gun. If anything gets done, it's going to be some of the smaller bear stuff that uh, is really not, not all that fun and sexy to talk about. I, I think one of the key ones, jo- Jonas, would be like a Darby. Because, I mean, quietly, he played pretty damn good for them. And, you know, he was cheap at at that time. And he I kind of proved that he could play, especially, you know, with where we're at with um, Humphrey. Yeah, and not only where we're at with, with Humphrey, but Jalen Armour Davis. I mean, you know, you can't go a couple of weeks hurt. without yeah. taking a concussion. And, Who? you know, I'm a little bit <laughs> pessimistic about Pepe right now because just, that you know, if, if he wasn't able to come back after that long layoff uh, that, with that ankle injury, I mean, that if you're having repeated problems with an ankle, uh, a, a joint as serious as that, then I'm a, a little bit concerned about just how you can hold up over the course of a five-month NFL season. But, the, the exciting thing about someone like Darby is this was <laughs> this was the year where he was uh, not supposed to be any good because he was less than a year removed from the from the ACL. So you're talking about a guy who is probably going to have uh, you know who, who would be in line for an even better bounce back from uh, now that he's you know a year plus removed from, from that ACL. I mean, you see how many guys you know Christian McCaffrey's of the world uh, get even better when they get further separated from from that first significant injury. So uh, you know, we don't know just how much the coaching staff changes would, would affect the quality of a guy like Darby. But if the money is right and, and you can get him before he hits uh, free agency, then uh, I think absolutely you take a, you take a you know, one- or two-year gamble on a guy like that. Hey, Jonas, let me ask you, because Bob asked me yesterday, my level of concern for the offensive line, you know, what they have right now going into next year, where we at right now between one and 10 and 10 being the worst. I think I was like at a eight and a half, something like that. And then with the, um, um, what was the other position? Pass rushers, pass, pass rushers, outside linebacker. Yeah. Pass rushers. I was like at a nine worry. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm lower on, on both of those, uh, in terms of my concern level. Um, I, I guess I have faith in, like the, the guys who were, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say the guys who were hurt on the offensive line getting healthy because obviously it's 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 a tough it's a tough deal to assume anything with Ronnie Stanley. But I, I do think that over the course, you know, if you play the 2023 season, you know, ten times, he looks more like he did in 2022 than he did in 2023 more often than not. And so. Um, that's just my generally sunny, optimistic nature. I think he can still be, if not an all-pro guy, then a, a really solid, above-average left tackle. And I think 
that the market will tell the Ravens and Ryan that, hey, it probably makes sense to, for you to come back as a uh, on a pay cut and we can work something out in the, in the long term if you're back to the guy that you used to be. Uh, I still like uh, Morgan Moses. I think he was playing through a hell of a lot of pain down the second down the second half of last season. And then, you know, you find uh, a guard on, on either side of Tyler Linderbaum, uh, whether it's the young guys, whether it's someone in free agency, whether it's Tyler, I think you've got yourself a really nice offensive line. Now, it's a lot of hypotheticals, obviously. Um, but I trust Joe D. I trust the, the front office to, to make it work, and, and I think they will. Um, as, for, as for pass rusher, you know, I'm, I'm probably right there with you, not at a nine, but uh, a little bit concerned about Adafi Owe's durability. You know, I think he's got a little bit of clowny-itis to him where he's able to generate these pressures but not steal the deal with these sacks. Ajabo is, is, is tough to forecast anything right now just because he hasn't put anything on tape. I, I do like what Tavius Robinson can, can bring to you as just a solid rotational pass rusher, you know, a guy who's probably going to be more useful as a run defender early next season than, than, a, than a pass rusher. And from there, it's just a, it's a matter of, you know, developing depth. You know, can, can the Ravens trust a guy like Malik Ham to be, you know, pass rusher four or pass rusher five on, on next year's roster, despite how kind of small and, you know, relatively athletically limited he, he is. So I think that's going to be a position where they have to address, you know, first, second, or third round, because if they don't, uh, you're really playing with fire. You have to bring in someone like a JPP like they did a couple of years ago. Hey, Jonas, uh, I think Eric, this is probably going to be his busiest offseason as a GM. Last year, it seemed like he was basically working on Lamar. This year, I mean, you got restructures you got to worry about. You got Matabike, you know, trying to get a contract done. And then, you know, you've got issues in your offensive line. You got issues at running back. You got issues at wide receiver. You got issues at pass rusher. You need a corner. You know, so there's a, a lot of work that Eric has to be done to get this team to where, you know, Vegas sees them right now. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot of work that had to be done last year. I think we're all just kind of forgetting the fact, you know, they, they restructured the Pierce deal. They restructured the Zeitler deal. They, you know, worked something out with Gino with, with, the, with the void years. They, they worked something out with, with Gus Edwards to, to have all that financial finagling uh, Lamar friendly. Um, obviously, it was very, very quiet, all quiet on the Western Front when, once they actually got to free agency because they didn't have a lot of money to spend. <laughs> Excuse me, and they were still keeping some, some money for for Lamar. Uh, I just don't see beyond the kind of nickel and dime stuff that you use to to make space available if and when they they put that tag on Matabike. I just don't know how much they can realistically do that's going to excite this fan base. You know, you, you see all these silly bleacher report mock trades, like for Brian Burns. I'm like, how is Brian Burns going to fit in the Ravens budget if they're also bringing, bringing that Justin Matabike? It just doesn't make sense. So uh, I agree that there's a lot of work to do. I don't know if there's any more work to do than normal. I just think that they're going to have to, you know, like we always talk about, they're going to have to hit on those eight draft picks, not, not, not on all eight of them, but, they're going to have to do their usual work with the undrafted free agents. They're going to have to, you know, find some some cheap help from that rookie class. And uh, I just don't see this being an especially headline-worthy free agent class in terms of what they're going to be able to do because how how much money is tied up in Lamar and probably Matty BK. Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner, joins us every Friday to talk about the Ravens offseason is here. Work needs to be done, and we're going to be talking about it with Jonas over the next few months. Jonas, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk next week.
Thanks, guys. Take care. Right, Jonas. Jonas Schaefer, everybody. On the WGK Law Guest Hotline, we'll come back, whip around. Keith Cavanaugh, talk Terps. Get to your phone calls at 410-583-1057. News from the nest at noon. We'll count that weekend money. Buy or sell style, 1215. Dan Conley, talk Orioles with him. John Means is throwing down in Sarah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find Find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Soda. Billy and Hades with Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. All right, time for the whip around here on this featured artist Friday. It's Usher, as chosen by you, the people, last night, as we talked about in the first segment of the show. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw. History was made on the woman's hardwood last night. Recovered by Gabby Marshall. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? Women's college basketball. Kayla Clark buries like a 40-foot jumper from the logo to set the record as she surpasses Kelsey Plum, former Washington Husky. Now Darren Waller's either girlfriend or wife, if I'm not mistaken. All-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. She had 49 last night. Yeah, I'll chip in with a little five boards. And how about 13 assists? Yeah, she was passing the heck out of that ball last night. Her Fandle uh, total would have been out the charts last <laughs> night as number uh, four Iowa beats Michigan 106-89. So Caitlin Clark surpasses Kelsey Plum, as she said, as we said, to become the all-time leading scorer. Now she's, what, 99-ish behind Pete Maravich. Yes. And I know they were bringing this up on SportsCenter, but let me, let me drop some truth bombs here. And this is nothing about men versus women. She's played over 120 games, right? Four-year career. Pete Maravich played in 83. Three years. There were no three-point shots back in the late 60s in the 1970. Dale Brown, remember him? Yes. Head coach of uh, LSU. LSU, A couple Final Fours with uh, Rudy Macklin and... 
Dwayne, they didn't go to the final no, four. No, but he was Shaq's coach. And Chris Jack. But he went to two final fours. Shaq would lose in the second round every year. But Dale Brown did a shot chart for Pete Maravich. Right? Pete Maravich averaged 44 points a game during his career. According to Dale Brown's shot chart, if the rules of today applied then, he would have averaged 57 points a game because he would have made 12 threes Damn. a game. Pete Maravich, all right, shot selection wasn't exactly his friend. But he had, and he didn't have one of them old man, one hand jumper. Pete Maravich had, he could rise. He had a picture perfect shot. I mean, his dad was a coach press. So Pete Maravich would have, there would be no breaking any records here. So to put her, and I know it's the rules of today. Right. I get it. But what Pete Maravich did will never, ever be duplicated. So, no. Why'd he do the Sox thing, Bob? Pete. That was his uh, thing. That was his deal. Yeah. He said, I want to do socks. You know, like they were floppy socks, yeah. etc. And then the things would bust, whatever. But now, what she did in women's basketball and in NCAA is great. But Pete Maravich, what he did, transcendent over 50 years ago. So stop with all that. Also, at College Hoops last night, on the women's side, Francis Marion's Lauren Taylor set an NCAA record of all levels. She had 44 rebounds in a game last night. What? I had 44 rebounds. Damn. And Nerf basketball. That's a lie because I never missed that much. But 44 rebounds. Wow. Breaking a record that was set by uh, Deborah Temple of Delta State back in 1983, which was 40. 44 boards. That's a cleaning of the glass there. Men's college hoops last night. Big Tad, number two, Purdue. Came back to beat Minnesota, 84-76. Rutgers. Beat Mike Harmon's Northwestern Wildcats 63-60. Mike mentioned it yesterday. They lost one of their starting guards, Ty Berry, maybe for the year. Rutgers has now won four in a row quietly. Locally, UMBC beat Binghamton 89-78. It was Towson over William & Mary 61-52. The Tigers now 9-4 in the Colonial. Tied for second behind, uh, not Davidson, Charleston, and our buddy Brian Rossin's alma mater, UNC Wilmington. Maryland takes on Illinois tomorrow, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes with Keith Cavanaugh. NBA as the last Thursday before the All-Star break. Memphis beat Milwaukee 113-110. Santi Aldama, Loyola Greyhound 7 Points, three boards, seven assists. The Bucks now three and seven with Doc Rivers as their head coach. NBA action resumes on a regular season level next Thursday. It's Vinny at 81057 The Fan. It is the whip around here on this featured artist Friday. Have a little boxing fun for you. 1970, Madison Square Garden. Smoking Joe Frazier. Unified the heavyweight championships with a fourth-round TKO over Jimmy Ellis. Jimmy Ellis had won this WBA tournament after they stripped Muhammad Ali of the title. And Smoking Joe beat him down and unified the belts. Joe Frazier, one of the forgotten great champions in the history of the heavyweight division. 1985 in Reno, Livingstone Bramble beat Boom Boom Mancini by unanimous decision to retain the WBA lightweight title, 1979, Maryland history. Basketball called Phil House on a Friday night. I watched it. I did. I swear to you, I don't lie. It is what it is. Just take my word for it, everybody. Greg Manning hits a jumper with three seconds left right there at the foul line. As 70-68, Maryland number, number five, Duke. 
Greg Manning had 23. Albert King, 13. Buck Williams, the uh, would-be ACC Rookie of the Year, 10 points, 13 boards. 1983, Gold Field House. Maryland blows out number three, North Carolina. 106-94. Uh, Jeff Atkins had 26. Adrian Branch, 24. Ben Coleman had 22 for the Turtles. This guy named Michael Jordan had 24 for North Carolina on this night. Cole Fieldhouse, 1994. Unbelievable. It's 30 years ago. Terps over Wake, 81-58. Johnny Rhodes, 19-12 and 12 there. Joe Smith, freshman of the year at 17. Dwayne Simpkins, now head coach at American U, had 14. Uh, this guy named Tim Duncan had 10 for Wake. He was just a freshman at the time. And then 2,000, 24 years ago, at Coalfield House, 22nd ranked Maryland blows out Georgia Tech, 92 to 70. Juan Dixon at 33. Lonnie Baxter, he at 13 and 12. And Terrence Morris had 16. Those were the good old days of Maryland basketball when it wasn't what bubble. There were no bubbles. It was like, what's the seed and what time's the game? It's Vinny at 81057. The fan will talk about this year's Maryland team with Keith Calvin on next. We'll get your phone calls. And then we got news from the nest at. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. New. Your sports information station, 105.7 The Fan. Video in Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Little featured artist Friday for you. It's Usher. Guess we're taking it down a notch. A little romantic coming up on lunchtime. Bob Haney, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw. Get back to your phone calls here in a couple of minutes. News from the Nest Talk Ravens at 12. Dan Conley talking Orioles. John Means throwing in Sarasota. Still not going to be part of the opening day roster, but that's a good sign that he's out there tossing the old horse hide around, as they say. But Maryland hoops tomorrow against Illinois. Maryland needs to stack. They did get a nice win against Iowa the other night. Here to talk about that and more. And a uh, verbal commitment for the class of 25 from Mike Loxley from TerrapitTimes.com. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Keith Cavanaugh. Keith, what? Oh, good morning. What's going on? How's all that good stuff working for you? Guys, good morning. And Bob, should we get the broom out from your man cave at your basement? Terps are in the sweeping mood right now. Just swept Iowa, already beat Illinois. Illinois comes to town tomorrow, have a chance to sweep them. Now they are number 14. Now Terrence Shannon is back now, averaging 21 a game, second in the league. It'll be a tougher call uh, tomorrow, but six games left, still alive, because these guys will just not go away. Now, it looked like the lineup yesterday, or Wednesday, rather, was uh, very interesting. Uh, Matty Triori <laughs> started the last couple of days, but I know the hammy got kind of tweaked the other night, which we'll get to, but 
Kaiser Smith coming off the bench seemed to thrive, especially did Sean Harris Smith yeah. seem to thrive in the uh, the new role for him, at least for now. Think about it. Three injured guys that night. Bachelor was a scratch in a boot on the bench, even though he's not had a huge impact this year. Um, Geronimo bangs his knee. Hopefully he'll be good to go tomorrow. Troy may have a slight tear in the hamstring. Not good. Um, it's a shame because finally he was getting a little run. Finally, he was getting a little confidence. He was rim protecting. He was finishing. He was rebounding. He was out in the open court getting a steal and dribbling down the floor. Missed the Missed layup. The layup. <laughs> and he threw up a three that was halfway down but went out. So where was this guy earlier when he really had no feel for the game? But it's a shame. Hopefully it won't be long-term. But you lose three guys, uh, all front-court guys, basically. Um, you know, bachelor, small forward for that night. Um, but the key is, yes, you don't start those freshmen. You let them focus, see how the game settles in. You know, they've had the yips, clearly. They've lacked confidence. They've pressed. But maybe coming off the bench, they had a better perspective. So DHS turns in a career night, 17-7-3. He's always bringing it to the defensive end. But his best game is slashing and crashing, getting to the rim, backing down, bully ball. That's his, that's his thing. But he did hit a couple threes, too. So we'll take it. But a breakout game for him and keep them on the bench, keep them coming off the bench as reserves, that is, uh, because I think it's given them a better uh, uh, perspective here. Um, and mind you, when Maryland went out to Illinois for that first game this year, what, 52 points in the paint by the Terps. I can't imagine Underwood is not going to double Reese uh, tomorrow uh, like he didn't do in that other game. But really the other night um, – Second half, particularly, locked down defensively um, and really took the ball to the hole and took everything inside and didn't rely as much on the three ball, which is great to see. All right, now you have six games left. You mentioned Illinois, which you can hear on the fan tomorrow, 530 yeah. tip. Then you're at Wisconsin, ranked 20. If they win these two games, and I know you're glass half full and you're, uh, you should be commended for that Keith Cavanaugh. They yeah, win these yeah. two. They get some to 500 in the league, maybe get some noticed a little bit more. The Troyer injury, as you said, we're not talking about Joe Smith here, but still he had uh, started to have a presence. But what about what, what need outside of winning the big 10 tournament, the shot of getting to the dance are realistic terms. What right now? Well, if you win this weekend against 14, Wisconsin's what 20th, now, Rutgers, the following game, they seem to be world beaters of late. Northwestern here, Indiana, and Penn State. And so, what, three of those four games were grinders to the end. Terps sure there could have won. Um, but all of a sudden, Rutgers has got the hot hand. But if somehow you sweep those six um, and make a little noise in the tournament, um, clearly you've played your back well, – before the tournament, you've played yourself back into contention if you can knock off 14 and 20. And now Rutgers is on the upswing. Northwestern's always, you know, a tough out. Uh, and these teams, you know, are quality teams. But they got to finish the season. they got to finish games. Um, they can't let Reese get in foul trouble, particularly now uh, with the injuries. Um, hopefully, you know, Geronimo will be back. But the other two, I can't imagine playing – uh, tomorrow or anytime soon. Um, so you got a little mojo going on. And the women, exactly the same. They kind of need to 
may win four of their next five, and they can get off the bubble and get into the NCAA tournament despite they got no big. Uh, they really don't have any great shooters, and it's been a struggle for them this year as well. And turf baseball season starts today down at Georgia Southern, of all things. And we got lacrosse this weekend, too. And football recruiting, we'll talk about next. But, yes, so a lot going on. But, yes, both teams, if they finish strong, can uh, get off that bubble. All right, Keith, talk to me about uh, football recruiting. What You know, what's yeah. the latest and greatest? And then how many of those kids that they signed are in school right now? Yeah, I think about 12 or 13 between all the portals, the early enrollees, early graduates. Um, spring ball, of course, starts early March. But Khalil Stewart, their second 2025 verbal commitment, just came on board this week, a three-star offensive guard, 6'4", 305, out of Philly, St. Joe's Prep, which is always a perennial football power school, up there. yeah. That's yeah. So he had offers from Virginia Tech, BC, Kentucky, you know, wide range of schools, Pitt. So that's their second verbal for 25, which is always good. And it's always good to get more beef. As we discussed last week, 21 of the, th- or 21 of the 30 guys in this incoming class are either linemen or secondary players, which are the two biggest needs. And then you got four Terps at an NFL combine, Braid, Iezy, Steele, uh, Tarheeb Steele, and uh, Glaze. So that's good. You know, their all-time record is, what, seven or eight. So four out there is good. And hopefully those guys, um, among others, as free agents, uh, get the call. Um, So, yeah, all is good. You know, no movement um, anywhere on the staff of late. None that's imminent um, that I've heard of, but. You know, every day a new job pops open, you know, Billy O and Chip Kelly, all these guys. Um, hey, it's good to see former Terp Craig Fitzgerald as Billy O's new strength coach up at BC. Billy O, of course, former Terp assistant, all, all-time good guy, as well as Craig Fitzgerald. Um, so a lot of activity still happens. And, I, you know, right now they've had 12 guys check out via the portal. <clears throat> and my guesstimation a couple months ago was 16. So we'll go through spring ball and, you know, as you know, guys jump in the portal pre-spring ball, mid-spring ball, the day before the spring game. (laughs) So um, hopefully they don't have any other bigger losses, uh, but love the offensive lineman reserve checked out earlier this week. He he was not going to be a factor. Keith Cavanaugh, TerribleTimes.com. Keith, always appreciate the time. You have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Hopefully, Maryland men have made some inroads towards getting back to the NCAA tournament. Absolutely, guys. We'll have a great one. See you. Thanks. All right, thanks, there Keith. This is Keith Cavanaugh, everybody. It's video at 80, 1057. The fan will come back, take your phone calls at 410 583 1057. The news from the nest at noon. Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan, featured artist Friday. It's Usher. News from the Nest coming up top of the hour. Get back to these Ravens offseason needs. In order of importance, yesterday we started offensive line, then we did outside linebacker. What's next? You'll find out at 12 o'clock. Buy or sell. Where's the money? Count that hopefully at 1215. Dan Conley. Talk Orioles with him. Kyle Bradish playing catch down in Florida. John Means is throwing. So that's good news. Neither will be with the birds coming out of Sarasota. But the fact that they're throwing a baseball is, in fact, I guess, a positive sign. But let's get out to the phones. Go to Reisterstown. It's Joe. Joe, thanks for holding what's happening. Hey, guys. How you doing? Um, All right. 
So I have an entirely hypothetical question, just kind of something to pique your your uh, brains for this morning. But if if all things being uh, being equal, with Lamar Jackson winning the MVP and having a new year with a new offensive coordinator, what do you think his open market um, possibilities would be this coming year? If, if if you were a free agent, or even if they were to try to trade him. Where do you think that would go and who would be a, a suitor and, and would he be able to, um, you know, commandeer or have his, his choice of places to go? Who, Lamar, are you talking? Are we, we're talking hypotheticals, I'm guessing. Maybe I'll add a layer to it. If he was hitting free agency after this season, I'm guessing the Arthur Blanks of the world wouldn't be questioning his durability maybe. Yeah, probably and some of the the giant, some of the other teams then that be, had question marks. I'm guessing the franchise tag would have been different from a Ravens perspective. Probably so. But trading him, they're they're not no. trading him. No. <laughs> Why? The guy just won the MVP. Uh, come you on, know, man. Man. really? Come on. All right, let's go to Ellicott City. It's Kevin. Kevin, what's up? Vinny, Bob, how you doing? What's up, Good. Kevin? Sorry to trying to get your brain to work harder today, Bob. It's Friday, you know. Oh, I, I put it in total <laughs> shutdown mode at like one o'clock. Yeah. Then I start turning off the switch. <laughs> then, then it's guys, like uh, then I turn it on at five o two so I can drive home. Yeah. Hey, everybody's allowed to turn the light switch on and off, my friend. And you're entitled to that too. Yeah, as long as it but, don't um, dim permanently, that's all that matters. It only does once, Bob, and by then nobody knows it went off, Bob. Correct. You know what I mean, that's the beauty of it. But uh, John Means, you know, I want the best for that man. He's been a, a big part of Baltimore. You know, a no-hitter brings on a lot of emotional value with the fans, right? And you don't want to see guys go down, per se, either. I guess in the end of the day, I know through my son's level of baseball, which is ultimately kids that are prospective D1 players and so on, a month behind in baseball ends up being a good like six, eight, ten weeks long because that doesn't mean you're just right out there no hitting people per se. And I guess in the end of the day, I hope he can come back, be productive for our team and you know, the the the, the comeback isn't just a moral victory for the individual. No, he's coming back to be an asset to the team. Thanks, Kevin. Look Took him forever to come back last year, and he had gotten over the elbow problems. Then he had the upper back issue that set him back for another few weeks. But we saw when he pitched in September, he was effective. There's no denying that he gets people out. He just can't get out on the mound. But he was throwing today, which is a good sign. And if you get John Means from May through September, and he's John Means, I think the Orioles will certainly have themselves something or someone who's going to be a contributor to a possible playoff run, which we all expect either way. Let's go to Ray in Baltimore. Ray, what's up? Man, it's been a while, man. It's yeah. been a while. Where you been? Hey, my... Working. What do you think about this <laughs> Charlo Canelo nonsense they're talking about here? Um, I don't want to talk about Canelo because he's Dodger David Benavidez. Yes, he is. And at the end of, and at the, end of the day, you know, he's no Salvador Sanchez. No. No Julio Cesar Chavez. He's not even Marco Antonio Barrera or Morales, to be honest with you. No. But about, this, um, this would have been a hell of a fight three, four years ago, though. Yeah, <laughs> it would have. But, yeah. you, know, at the, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you know how it is with boxing. Yeah. You know, the egos getting away from negotiations. But nevertheless, real quick, yes. you're coming up on the top. Um, O's, 
you know, they'll be okay. Um, I don't want them to swing for the ballpark and try to go out to the deal and see. You know, that that's not going to be necessary. They're going to be fine. They got enough prospects. Um, K the K Popages or whatever. Even if you want to reach that far, as far as that, I got two questions for Vinny as I hang up the phone. Because right. I don't want to confuse him because every time I ask multiple questions, y'all always forget the questions that I ask. <laughs> yeah, don't want to confuse so, him. He, he looks confused I, I, already. Absolutely. So, the, what the Ravens have been missing is a is a C Mac. They've been missing the Chris McAllister. Yeah, I mean, I think no disrespect to Marlon Humphrey. But Chris McAllister was on a Hall of Fame trajectory before his personal problems got the best of him. That's where they really need to go out there in the draft. And Vinny, as I hang up the phone, because I work down here in North Virginia now, uh-huh. so the talk of the the talk of the town is whether or not the um, the artists formerly known as the Skins are they going to um, you know gamble and go out to um, Caleb Williams? Because I, I think Ron Poles is playing chicken with the rest of the draft as far as, like, you know, the whole Justin Fields situation. So do you think with everything's going on with um, 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 the offensive coordinator being at it, and he's on the radio right now, and, and his name is Sutton. Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yeah, with Kingsbury being at it, do you think they're going to swing for the fence? I'll talk to you all Monday. All right, Ray, have a great weekend. I think they need so many things. I don't think they can afford to give up. And, and the for picks. people that may not have remembered, Kingsbury was what, the quarterback coach at USC this year? Yes, he was. So he knows, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, that's a good point, Bob. If, if they don't, if they don't want to move up, what does that say? True. But they don't want to move up because of the compensation that's involved? I, I think so. They're probably asking for the moon right now, you know, and I'm sure they'll probably have some discussions. It, it works better if they come to you, you not go to them. I remember the one year, Bob, when I was in Washington, Bill Walsh came to me because they had the third pick and he wanted out. You know, and he came sat next he said well, you know what and we ended up getting it i can't remember what we had to give up but it wasn't a, a tremendous amount but he just wanted out because they needed more picks and they were in a rebuild it's video to handy 1057 the fan news from the nest coming up next talk about the era, areas of need for the ravens i mean they are coming off a 13 win season and a trip to the afc championship game they have free agents and some holes to fill we talked about offensive line and outside linebacker. What's next in pecking order? We'll talk about that. Buy or sell. Where's the weekend money? Dan Conley, talk reels with him as the birds are at pitchers and catchers mode, but already minus two starters. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 